Oh, my gosh. Well, you look at this. This is the fourth season premiere of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Here we are four seasons in, and what kind of surprises do we have for you this week on the podcast? We have a special guest. I'll let you know that right now. And she is very opinionated to the point that I haven't even started talking to her yet, and she's already pissing me off. We're going to find out who, what, and why this week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Season premiere of season, no, yep, season four premiere. Here we go. Hey, thanks for joining us for the uh, fourth season premiere. We've been doing this for a while, and whether you're a regular listener or you decided to check it out one time, hope you like it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. My name is Dave Ryan. This podcast is based on the book that I wrote that came out about four years ago called Take a Shower show up on time and don't steal anything. And I love hearing comments from people who say, I just bought your book, or I bought this book for my kid, or I'm going to buy this book for my kid, or I had this book and never read it. And um, I ran into somebody, I think, at um, ukulele last night, and they said, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, I know it was somebody from Country Hearth Bread. Shout out Brian from Country Hearth Bread. He actually works for an ad agency for Country Hearth. And he said, "I, I bought your book, and I love it. It's full of great advice, and and that's what it's all about. So, so in the process of doing a book like this and then doing a podcast like this, you meet people who say, I want to be on your podcast because I have an opinion on something. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, what's your opinion about? So I started talking to this friend of mine, Monica, and I've known Monica for a million years. Hi, Monica. Hello. How are you? Um, and I love Monica because she's very wise. Uh, she's very she's one of the sharpest people that I know. Very funny. I don't want to put you on the spot and make you be funny during this podcast. But um, we started talking about, I asked her whether this is normal. I showed her somebody on social media who basically their entire post was, look how sad and depressed I am. I'm actually crying. My eyes are red. My tears are, my my cheeks are tear stained because I have been crying for so long. Look at me on social media. And so I said, Monica, you're a much more uh, kinder, less judgmental person than I am. So that's how we started talking about it. That's right. So what was your first thought when I showed you and we talked about this person that we saw? Yes. Um, My initial thought was who in the middle of a tear fest picks up their phone and decides that this is something they want to share with the world. And the post was about mental health, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, which I'm completely in support of talking about and making it a more uh, normalized conversation. But to have... Um, in the midst of a crisis and it's the midst of, of sadness, there has never once been in the time ever, ever, ever have I decided to pick up my phone and take a picture of myself and share it with the world. So what do you think is somebody's motivation? I'm sure they're a wonderful person, but was their motivation, here's a great opportunity for me to get attention in the same way that a five-year-old boy might throw a tantrum and get attention but at the same time, you might say, here's somebody who used this opportunity to call attention to, look, I have some mental health issues, too. Right. So which is it and do we even know? You know, I, I don't know the answer to it because that's not something that I find myself doing. But um, from my perspective, um, when I'm sad, I want to talk to somebody that I care about or that cares about me and who knows me. And that's who I reach for. And it seems like somebody in that situation is reaching for their phone and that's their person. No, I have my person you have your person, best friends that you reach out to if you're feeling sad. And i that's who I want to reach out to. And if you have somebody who's reaching for their phone and reaching for their followers, 
to reassure them, um, that's concerning to me. Um, because if you don't have followers, then who do you have? Well, right. And if you don't have people to reach out to, then who do, then you just have your followers. Right. Who that's not really a very good substitute for a friend or a parent or a partner or something like that. So then Monica and I started starting to, you know, solve all the problems of, of the course. world. Almost and done. And we're like, well, <laughs> what do we think about this? And I said, Monica, you should be on my podcast because I'm always looking for sharp, you know, articulate people to help me solve the problems of the world. So I said, jot down a couple of ideas. This bitch comes to me with a list about a mile long <laughs> of all these things that she wants to talk about. And I'm like, it's only like a 30 minute podcast at the most. But I know, seriously, I appreciate all the things that you, because you're on social media a I lot, am. but you got a couple of kids. You got kids that are different ages. You got like a baby. I do. It's like three. Two and a half. Yeah. And then you got some grown boys that are like 20 and 18. 23 and 18. Shut up. Really? Yeah. yeah. I forgot, apparently. <laughs> right? So you got a big gap in there, but you see all kinds of like the social media things from your boys to your mom group to whatever. Right, right. So we're going to jump in with a couple of things here and uh, and just kind of get, listen, I know that you're no expert on this. No. But we all have our opinions, and that's really kind of what this podcast is all about. Right. Once in a while, we get an expert on the show, but a lot of the time it's just opinions. So let's let's dive in here. Um, uh, we talked about um, mom shaming. Yeah. So as a mom, yeah. what are your thoughts? Do you get experience on them? Oh, my are, gosh. Like, I, what, what kind of experience everything, have you had? Everything, everything, everything. Um, not as far as mom, but as far as everybody has something that works for them. And then they get really like on a soapbox about it. You know, um, my youngest, when he was born, didn't sleep ever, like ever. Um, and everybody has an idea, whether it's a zippity zoo or a... A zippity a, zoo is a product. It is. A, a zippity doo or zippity zoo is a thing that you zip up and you basically hog tie them in a, a clothing and they can't do anything. And you're like, I, that sounds like restraint. Sounds like a, a straight jacket that yeah. I don't want to put my kid in. Yeah. Um, and or let them cry it out to, uh, oh, no, just co-sleep or no to this. Or have you tried essential oils? Have you tried all these things? And um, it becomes overwhelming. It becomes a point of what am I doing wrong? I'm doing all these things that people tell me to do. Are you breastfeeding? Are you bottle feeding? I didn't I didn't breastfeed my two year old. How dare you? I know. I mean, seriously, because that's we know social media influence will tell you you have to breastfeed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I should. But I. I was empty. Bad news. I had my son later in life, and there was nothing for me to do. Are you serious? Yeah, there was. So there's no your breasts don't produce milk later in life. Well, I don't know if others do, but mine sure didn't. You're seriously. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And I tried um, and tried and tried, and I was like, "Why is he crying? Why is he waking up? What's going on?" Um, And then I was like, "Well, let's just try formula. Maybe it's just something that I'm eating. Maybe it's all these things because the world is telling you there's something wrong with you." Yeah. And turns out that just my my body didn't produce it. And as soon as I um, gave him formula, I heard a th- thunk in his tummy, and he hadn't been eating in days. And my heart broke. A th- thunk. Like, like, like I could hear the... the you could the, hear it landing. I could hear it land in his oh, empty wow. little belly. Oh. And, and I was so sad. And I'm like, oh, this whole time I'm trying to force this, this thing when if I would have just paid attention to what worked for my son, which we are listening to everybody else instead of to our, our children um, in in those aspects, in my opinion. And and we find things that work for us and, and our good intentions oftentimes bring shame to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not okay. Um, we actually created a group online called Mom Scouts so people can be honest and share ideas and opinions, but actually also say that their kids are assholes instead of 
this pretend world over there right. um, and uh, be able to share opinions and share things, but be able to disagree and be able to say this isn't working for me and have the support versus, oh, you really just got to keep trying harder. You just really aren't trying hard enough. You, you, you want to have this, this, there's like a wizard outfit. I don't know what it's called. I mean, sacrificing goats was an option. Right, right. Yeah, like, there's all these things that you can try as a mom instead of just going, what makes you feel the most comfortable and, and paying attention to your child? Well, I think that we get really judgmental about everything oh, yeah. anymore, whether it's the way you dress, whether it's your mental health, whether it's, you know, I don't think as many people get judgy about sexuality or, you know, as they used to. Um, but definitely about politics. Oh, for sure. So uh, let's talk, let's go back to, the, the, there's so many things that you wrote on here. Um, uh, uh, self-love. Oh, you had made a comment. It says, uh, is it self-love if you are telling the world that that it is self-love? And so you brought up Lizzo as an example. Yeah. You're going to ruffle some feathers That's on this okay. one. I love Lizzo, so, just to be so, clear. So now Lizzo is basically, hey, look at me. I'm beautiful no matter what I look like. I don't look like a size three, right. but I'm still beautiful at whatever size. And she is. I think she's beautiful. Okay. Um, My concern is for the folks that are looking in that are um, – a match for Lizzo. They are a bigger girl or what have you, and they can't get there. They're like, why can't I feel that way? Why can't I get to, to that point um, where I feel that confident in myself? What? How do I get that self-love? Um, and my concern for them is that it just makes them feel worse that they can't get there. So is there any part of Lizzo that is genuine or not genuine in her self-love? I, I Is don't that know what you're answer. saying? That I don't would, know. I mean, we would, don't know what goes no. on in Lizzo's mind. No. Um, and I think it's wonderful to promote and bring awareness to self-love and really have some good girl anthems and be like, you're worth it. You're, you know, have some affirming things and, and for women. Um, but as far as what happens when the followers go away, like is, is, does that remain? Does that, does that self-love remain? And um, it's out of love for Lizzo that, that I have that worry and concern and for other people who are out there putting themselves out there if social media were to go away would the self-love still be there and, and remain with them and what does that equal is if I'm saying love yourself love yourself but I'm saying it to my phone what does it actually mean to have self-love and and to feel confident enough to do those things is that something that comes via a platform or is that something that comes from within and it's a concern of mine that i don't have the answer for of course well, but... i think it's all very interesting because social media is still very new to all of us yes. and we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be whether it's going to be around in 10 years right. or whether it's going to take a completely different form i mean myspace was the thing back oh, in was. 2005 connect <laughs> and connect yeah which was our platform here at kwb <clears throat> and uh, so uh, I don't know. I, we don't know what the long-term fallout's going to be. Okay, I'm going to throw a couple of more at you, okay? Yeah. Uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, boy. What do you mean by this? Well, it's, I mean, it's been said it's a cliche thing to say that, that you know, it's your highlight reel that's on Facebook and yeah. social media. And yeah. um, I, pers- I, I think it's dangerous to go on social media without knowing who you are because then you take on why can't I do this and I should really be doing this and I should really have my house that big or my yard that nice or my body should look like this or or you you're trying to keep up with everybody else um instead of applauding them for doing it and still being completely okay with who you are and where you're at in life and it's you know I share with about my family and I share about things that I'm proud of and it is my highlight reel um but I think that what uh, makes me relatable on social media is 
I'm afraid. I'm not afraid to say the bad side too. I'm not afraid to say, well, this is garbage or this is I'm an idiot. You know, I just you know threw my back out stretching, or or something like that. Where yeah. for the most part, um, people are trying to put their best foot forward and say, look what I've done, look at my accomplishments, yeah. and look at how great this is. By the way, can we follow you on social media? Do you want to give out your anything social? Sure. Media? Um, I am Monica Alley on Facebook, and I'm Monica something, S-U-M-T-H-I-N, on uh, Instagram. So Monica Alley, A-L-L-E-Y. Yes. On Facebook. Facebook. Yep. And then Monica something. Yeah. S-U-M-T-H-I-N. On Instagram. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, uh, there's some other things in here, um, yeah. uh, and I, I, was gonna, I had a thought, and then it quickly left my head. Um, self-care self-care yeah does not mean go broke and drink all the wine you want what do you mean by that well self-care is also making sure you're taking care of yourself like you know healthy and it doesn't mean that you have to eat all the kale but it doesn't mean you have to drink all the wine there's mm-hmm. a balance and for the most part and with all of these subjects there's a there's a very a pendulum swing you know you go treat yourself Go, I mean, and part of what we talked about was contradictions within social media. Yeah. And and that's one of them is that self-care is sometimes defined as, you know, buy the shirt, get the coffee, go to the spa, treat yourself. But self-care is just making sure that you're at peace within yourself. And sometimes that means taking a social media break. Sometimes it means it does mean having a glass of mine. And sometimes it does mean but it sometimes means going, you know, into therapy. Sometimes it means um, having some quiet time. Sometimes it means just doing something that's for you and only you know what that looks like. I mean, you should get to know what that is instead of having a glass of wine every single night. Well, it feels so good. And one oh. glass is not going to do it. It's more oh, like a bottle. but then how do you feel the next day? Uh, you know what? I've gotten used to it. Used to it. <laughs> Have so, some coffee and start over. It's, it's true. So, <laughs> so this is what I kind of notice is that a lot of these are women-oriented, I yeah. think, issues. Yeah. Because let's face it, we don't go, God, you know, my poor husband, he's just on Facebook and he gets so upset when people don't right. like his posts. Or my husband put up a picture of him and his deer and <laughs> and uh, and he only got a few likes and then somebody said it was a small, stupid looking deer. Right. And he's been crying in his recliner ever since. <laughs> Do you think that women obviously have it tougher on social media? Why though? Why is it? Why is this? Why is what people think of women on social media? Is it because all their friends are on there? What is? And I know again, Monica, you're not an expert, no. but you're so good with your opinion. Well, thank you. you know, what do you think? Why is it? <laughs> and aren't we all so good with well, our opinions? Oh God, our opinions really, really good. <laughs> what do you think is so hard about women, whether they're 12 or whether they're 42 on social media? Well, you know, I think that this probably goes back several years as far as. Um, Women have a different standard that they are to live up to, according to society. Like as far as beauty. Yeah, as far as okay, beauty. beauty, fitness, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, go on my phone and type in sunglasses, right? Go on, Type in sunglasses and then go to my Facebook or my Instagram and look at all the ads that pour in um, or, or look up beauty. All of a sudden, everybody's trying to sell me on makeup and trying to sell me on this and look thinner, look smaller, look, look you know. Right. Oh, and they all... It's never good enough. All of the, mis- the the messages are mixed. And you're like, who am I supposed to be? Am I am I beast mode? Am I no days off? Or am I treat yourself, girl? Or or where do I fit into this? And and am I, you know, too skinny? Am I too fat? Am I, uh, you know, you should look like you're not wearing any makeup, but you're not wearing enough makeup. 
Are you all of these things that kind of are in between there? And there's always this standard to try and live up to that never is actually right. Because there's, there, there's, it's not, it's beautiful, but don't try too hard. And there was a video that actually came out that, that talked a little bit, I think I forwarded it to you, where we get all these mixed messages and it's all to live up to this oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's never been defined, um, but it's always to be constantly proving yourself. And we're still doing it. We're constantly trying to prove ourselves to who or to what. I don't know. But, but now let's stop right here yeah. for a second because you and I are, you know, I'm not going to give your age. But you are not in your 20s anymore. No. So you got a couple of grown kids. Yeah. You got another. That's so cool that you have grown kids and a toddler. Is it? But you, it is. But <laughs> you and I are to a point in our life, we're getting to that that older person, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Right. Kind of an attitude where when when Allison was 14, we'd go to Target and she would have to like just get the right shoes and yeah. the right pants and the right yeah. top to go to Target. And I would always say, Allison, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking at you. So then you get a little bit older, and then you become grandpa with your Velcro uh, Velcro shoes right. and your pajama pants going down to Home Depot, and you don't give a fuck. Right. So, uh, but you kind of are at the point now. Are you still absorbed in this? I get hurt. I get my feelings hurt because I am very much at the I don't give a fuck kind of a thing. Yet the other day on Instagram, I got pissed because I I was proud of a picture that I took yeah. of me in Hollywood. And uh, I posted a selfie of me and I was dressed nice because I had these work meetings and and I thought, oh, I'm going to take a picture. And somebody said, yeah, it looks and it wasn't mean. It was just like, oh, I don't like the jacket. You should try a pink shirt. And I said, nobody asked you. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, as you should. And it didn't hurt my feelings. It was just more like, why? And I'm sure they're a nice, funny person that was just trying to be wacky. But does any of social media bother you as a mom? How? Why? You got a thicker skin than this. Why? (laughs) Um. It, it can be a, a great place to build yourself up. It can be, um, but you can't rely upon it. And it, it's just a, a, I don't find that, un, I don't understand the need to be mean or hurtful to, to anyone. And I don't understand when people decide to take it upon themselves to insert their opinion. Like, just keep scrolling and shut up. Well, you know who mostly does it? My observation is guys. Yeah. Guys do it. And, um, uh, I mean, Fallon gets a lot of shit. <clears throat> because, you know, whatever, she was married and now she's not married anymore. And so guys that listen to her ex-husband mm-hmm. show will troll Fallon. And this is one, a little, just a sidebar. There was a guy who was being a total dick, and then I texted him back, not a Fallon guy, but just a guy. And I said, you know what? I feel bad for you. I said, I imagine you sitting alone right. without a lot of friends, without right. a partner, overweight, out of shape, out without a lot of money. And he wrote back and he said, you nailed it. I, How did you right. know? I feel so bad. And you're right. I don't have any friends. I got and- attacked on, on Instagram once um, where there was somebody who was being very critical of, of somebody on social media. And I said, unnecessary. That was literally my comment was unnecessary. Um, and I'm one of those people who don't like when people are mean to other people. I don't think it's it's necessary. Um, and so I said exactly that, unnecessary. And then he, like, attacked me in the most, and I had my, my profile on, on private for a while because of it. He stole pictures of my two-year-old son and was posting them with violent messages on them. Because and, you said unnecessary. Yes. Yeah. And and. and, and of course, we know that he's a troll who's probably lonely and angry and sad. Um, 
but you don't get to treat people that way. And like he he snapped shot pictures of my son and we're putting them in his story and like telling people, you know, I said, you need to take that down. And he and he says, I'm not going to. And screenshotting our conversation saying, I do what I want and putting that in his story. And then my son reached out to him and said, listen, you've got to take that's my brother. That's my mother. What are you doing, man? Like, what's wrong? Wow. And, and he just started attacking us both and posting all of our pictures on there and like calling people to be awful to us. And I have never experienced anything like that in my so life. So what finally before. happened? Did you did you finally go away or well, we did you call tr- the tried, cops or what? Well, I mean, you can't do anything. Instagram has nobody you can call. Instagram has nobody that you you can you can report something. You can mm-hmm. do all those things. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a fairly connected individual. And people were letting Instagram know, look at this guy, look at this guy, look at this guy, look, and it stayed there, and it stayed there, and it stayed there, and it stayed there, and it never came down. It never came down. And it just kind of faded away, but oh, deep yeah. in his feed somewhere went, is in there. <laughs> well, no, because they go away. Um, on your story goes away oh, your after story. 24 hours. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it, it just. It made me sick to think that somebody was doing that to a, a child and to a mother and to a family for no reason other than to be mean and to Well, be you hurtful. know what it's like, Monica? It's like road rage. Yeah. It's like if I accidentally merge in front of you, I didn't mean to do it on purpose. Right. I'm sorry. I My bad. Right. But that's the only thing that they know <laughs> about you at that moment. Right. They only know that you, they don't know that you're a mom. They don't know right. that your kid is just, you know, has been to the doctor. They don't know that your grandma just died. They don't know that you just got a new puppy. Right. They only know that you pulled out in front of them. You motherfucker. Uh, right. How dare you right. be just that person? So now people get really mad. And now all they know about you is you honked your horn at them. Right. So now you're just pissed. Oh, yeah. So all he knew about you is that you said. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, and so then he was going to ruin my life. He's going to ruin your life. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's completely let's talk crazy. About, let's talk about men, because I wrote down oh, here some great. more notes. We probably won't get to everything That's here. That's okay. Um, uh, because I have a, a real problem with, and, and there's a lot of this that I think goes on, men are bad, period. Yeah. And I think that we know that men get blamed for a lot of shit. People like Harvey Weinstein oh, yeah. didn't help. People like Matt no. Lauer didn't help. No. But as a decent guy who's been moderately decent, for some years here and there, like every other year of my life, I'm moderately decent. Right. The rest of the year, I'm an asshole. But no, but I think as a moderately, as a decent human being, we hate to get lumped in and we hate it when basically there's a ton of songs that basically pigeonhole men as, you know, there's the Halsey song. Well, she dated a couple of guys and one said, I want you in the kitchen with my dinner plate. Right. And another one said, oh, he called me a bitch again. So therefore, men are pieces of shit. But as a mom of three, three boys, boys, yeah, is it infuriating to you that that's kind of the message that boy? Because I don't want Carson to get that message no. that boys are pieces of shit, right? Um, it is infuriating to me, and I've been in situations where I've had to really be mama bear and say, you know, this is this is not fair to have that pinned on our boys that way. It's absolutely not. All boys have this thing in their in them that makes them an awful creature. That's that's not a fair statement. I would say a very small percentage do. Yeah. That that want to bully the gay kid, right. bully the short kid, right. bully the black kid, whatever. I think that very few boys have that. Right. And probably just as many girls do. Right. And I think that that um, there's this whatever you want to call it, whether it's women empowerment or this this 
we're coming out and and trying to take our power back, but quote unquote, I'm holding up air quotes that they can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I saw that. But um, there's um, there's something that's not exactly right about that. Men and women are not equal. We are we are different human beings with different DNA and different and different strengths and different makeup. Um, and we're there's a difference between equality and equity. And, you know, we, we are, women are talking about equality being the same, but we're not the same. So we, we can't have things be exactly the same. Um, and give me an example. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me an example. You say that there, men and women are not exactly the same. And there's all kinds of arguments. There are people who say, well, we are exactly the same. There's no such thing as gender. And then there are people who say, well, then I would like to see a woman go to a urologist a rather than a guy go to a gynecologist. <laughs> right. I mean, there, there, of course, are physical genetic right. differences, whatever. Right. Um, but give me an example of what, where you are. I mean, I, there's, I mean, so there's, we want to have things be exactly, exactly the same. And it, we are not exactly the same. And we are, I, you know, we can, aside from the physical side of things, you know, I'm all for equal pay. But I'm also for looking at people, and that's kind of the whole point of all of this, is looking at people as individuals, um, and we can't have a system based on individuality, and that's just the way that the world works, and and I wish that there was. But we're trying to pigeonhole all these different situations where not all men are bad men. My boys have been in situations where they were not the bad ones. For example, my um, son, when he was younger, there was a young lady who was in the fifth grade who um, was very much provocative towards him and wanting to go and kiss and touch and do all these things and look at his private parts and those really? different wow. types in of fifth things. Grade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and wanting to take him into the bathroom and wanting to do these things. And um, she admitted it was so. And um, wanting to have this um, attention. And then they... Um, he didn't reciprocate it. And then it, we come to find out everybody is playing outside and playing like tag or whatever. And he tags her on her chest and she cries and um, he's trying to abuse me. He's trying to, to touch me and molest me. And when these things happened with him over here, we called and they're like, oh, you know, that's we'll have a talk with their parents or whatever. But when it was my son who was playing tags and tags her it's then your son is vicious. That's not that's not fair. Yeah. Um. And I became very um, enraged about it. Um. And said, you know, how is how is this exact situation where my son's being pressured to be in a situation he doesn't want to be in? Okay. Um. Where this is something that is very light and very innocent and very something that happens. Um. And you know, I don't know if my son's telling me the truth or not. But everybody corroborated the fact that they were all just playing tag and they were all just playing outside. Um, and maybe it was fourth grade, but it was it, they were very young and he didn't know anything yeah, about sure. it. Yeah. Um, and to have those kind of differences, um, where's the where's the equality there? Where's where's the so equality has to go both ways. Yes. So it can't just be one has to win while the other loses. Both have to be correct. Both have to be equal. Yeah. Uh, I think that your point of view is very refreshing, but I'm going to guess that so many people right. have the same kind of point of view as you, because I think we're all 
you know, there are some of us that are more extremists right. there. I know people, listen, I'm more conservative. It's really not a secret. I'm more conservative, but I'm also not the crazy conservative. I right. saw a picture of somebody who I own guns and I'm an excellent marksman and I will take you on at Bill's gun range anytime. <laughs> you and I went shooting there we, at Bill's gun range. We have. Um, but I saw one crazy something. They had like a, an AR-15 strapped to their back right. and they were walking through a school campus just to prove that they could. Wow. And I'm like, and it was a woman. Your balls must be so big. So, <laughs> well, so you're right. But if you're picture, if you're picturing a guy, it was a woman oh. and I'm all for like, you know, moderate gun rights. I have a conceal. I have a carry permit right. myself. I carry sometimes don't fuck with me because you never know what I am carrying because I could be right now um but so you and I and I think most people who are going to listen to this podcast right. most people in general are mod- kind of moderate you know right. what I mean mm-hmm. we're not crazy although some people will say oh the far left Bernie Sanders left they're crazy right. some people will say oh the Donald Trump far right is crazy um I think there's some things that no matter where it is, we're we're well, all kind of reasonable people. Well, we are, but what happens, in my opinion, is that everybody is so protective of their truth and their upbringing and, and the, the fingerprint that they are as human beings, right? And so I struggled. So, and I think white privilege exists. And, but, so, but they say, but I struggled and I'm a white person. So how does that, how does that work out? And you go, okay, well, tell me about that. And, and you, everybody comes from somewhere and, that doesn't mean that something because something is different that it's attack on your truth, right? And and people tend to get very up in arms about what their truth is or where they came from. Well, I did this or I did this and I believe this and I was able to struggle through this. Great. But maybe let's listen to somebody else's point of view and see if we can talk together to to figure out a way to work through those things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and oftentimes we've, you know, you can be on two completely separate sides of Take, for example, cops, right? You have officers and then you have um, minorities that are, there's there's two very different sides, but they each have a reason for their, for where they are and where their behavior. And the only way that we're going to get to solve those issues is if we listen to each other. And everybody's just telling everybody where they came from instead of listening to the point of view of the other person. I think that's very true because if you talk to minorities, they mm-hmm. would say, this is our story. Correct. And if you talk to the cops, they would say, this is our story. Correct. And uh, whether there's any, like, you know, any common ground right. they can get to. I want to talk a little bit about one of my theories in life is about there's white privilege, sure, and I get that. And I get that I can get pulled over by a cop. And because I'm a white guy, if I don't happen to have my driver's license with me, he's probably going to go, eh, you know what, remember it next time. Yeah. Whereas if a black guy doesn't have his driver's license, he might get arrested. Right. I don't believe that cops are pulling black people out of cars and shooting them. I think that is a, a myth that has been propagated that it just, it's it's happened and unfortunately it has happened. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not a right. black guy. I don't get pulled over. Right. But I don't think that black people are being pulled out of cars and being shot. Um, uh, and it's an ugly, ugly rumor to spread because then it makes black people very fearful. Right. And I don't know that that's justified, but if I'm wrong, send Someone, me an email. Someone's going to anyways. And that's fine. Right. And you know what? And, the, and, and, and that's where and that's, I am willing to right. listen. Um, I would say that, that the difference there is, is that, and what I have experienced tonight and, um, with other people that I've had conversations was I don't have to tell my white children to be careful and say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And, and. Keep your hands up where they can see them and, and to be that overprotective um, conversations with my my children. And, and I do think that it 
not as much as is put out there, but I do think that there is some fear within police officers um, and is causing them to behave a certain way more so yeah. with, with minorities than they do with white people. I think that's probably true. Um, uh, if you think that I'm like the old white guy that doesn't want to empathize or understand the other side, that's really wrong. I read a book, and I read it maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And I'll never forget it. It's called Makes Me Want to Holler. Mm. And it's written by a black guy who talks about what it's like to be a black guy in America. Right. And this is from the, the frame of uh, time frame of 15 or 20 years ago. Right. It's called Makes Me Want to Holler. And it was really good. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize some of the things. But the other privilege that I was going to bring up, and we'll wrap it on this, and then okay. you and I should get together another time yes, and, and, ag- and again solve the problems <laughs> of the world. What do you think about this one? There's white privilege, yeah, but I have my own philosophy that there is a beauty privilege, too. Oh, for sure. And I don't think there's any doubt about this one. I'm going to put this out there. There are some people in my family who are beautiful. Yeah. I have a cousin who's hot. I mean, she's hot. I, if she wasn't my cousin, I would probably hit on her at the family reunion because <laughs> she's hot. Okay. But I also have some relatives that they were not born beautiful. Okay. They're born very average. Right. And they've struggled. They've struggled in their lives. Yep. And I think that there is the beauty privilege, too. Look at Instagram models. Oh, for sure. That have, they're in a different swimsuit. They're at a different location. They're in Belize today. They're in the they're in Bermuda tomorrow. They're in San Francisco and Paris the next day. And they're modeling sunglasses and they're modeling shoes oh, or yeah. whatever. And they look amazing. They right. look amazing. But there are some girls who don't have that beauty privilege that cannot walk into Wild Bill's Sports Saloon and get somebody to buy him a right. drink yeah. that don't turn heads. So there is abs, and it goes the other way too. Maybe not in a monetary sort of way, but guys can be really good looking and have a looks privilege too. Where if, you know, good looking, you know, um, I don't know, Bob goes in for a job interview over right. at 3M and they interview him and they go, oh, he's so sharp and he's just such a sharp dresser and so good looking. Right. We're going to hire Bob. Whereas Carl, who might be 100 pounds overweight, with a bald spot right. and maybe some acne scars and some ill-fitting glasses and his tie's not right, right. they might say, well, this piece of shit, we're not going to hire him. <laughs> but it goes that way. Yeah. So there is a beauty privilege, too. Agreed. I Don't agree. Oh, absolutely. And and we've talked about this a little bit before, too, is, is that as you get older, you notice it and you go, well, I don't feel that much difference. But as you get older, you are, you know, not as attractive or you're not a tiny sexy little whatever you mature you have children and you're all of a sudden you're 40 or 50 years old and you go hey what happened and it's different but when you're if you're not attractive um there's a whole different world that that attractive people can't relate to because they're they're not um it's not about their looks it's having to be funny it's having to be something else um and it's they don't get the same privileges. They don't get the same opportunities. No. They don't get. They don't the get s- invited. No, they no. don't get. I mean, I've worked with people who, because they are super attractive, got invited out oh, to yeah. the dinners that I never got invited out to, and oh. um, and that's just that comes with that privilege. Right. And let's. I don't. I know you don't know what Monica looks like. Monica, you're still beautiful. Oh, thank. You. I've known Monica since like the 1940s. Yeah. And Monica was a dish, and you still are <laughs> a dish. But you and I, when we were younger, yeah, we would. And we're not bragging, but we would get probably a little bit more than our fair share of attention yes. because we were, you know, everybody's younger and more attractive. Um, but as you're as you're right, as you get older, yeah. 
No, nobody's flirted with me. Nobody's (laughs) flirted with me since like 19, no, probably, I don't know, 15 years since anybody's flirted with me. I just don't get it anymore. And it's a weird adjustment. But now you don't have that currency anymore of like, hey, how's it go? How you doing? Right. I don't have that currency anymore. So I have to be, and I'm nice to everybody anyway. Of course. But. I don't have that currency to spend anymore. Right. And I think that's my biggest concern for women is, is that that can't be your only currency. That can't be it. And we make that so much of our currency as women is our looks and our beauty and, and our eyelash extensions and our eyebrows and our hair and our clothes and our nails and all of these things. But then eventually they go away. And then what do you but have? But you never think they're going to go away. That's the thing. But I mean, there's do. that song, we ain't ever getting <laughs> older. We ain't. And when you're 25, you really don't think you're ever really going to get older. You know, you know, like intellectually that you will. Right. But it's so far away. But then it's not. Surprise. But, but then it's not. It's kind of like, you know, what you, you I don't know. It's I'm sure that there are 80-year-olds who are like, I never thought this would happen to me. Right. So. And it, I would just say figure out your currency above and beyond your 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 looks. Does that mean I got to be nice? You are nice, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You've known me longer than most people. I don't know. Am I nice? You are nice. Yes. Um, and you are nice too. Monica is one of those people. You don't know her, but she <laughs> she moved here fifteen years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And Monica instantly was like she had a million friends, and I'm like, I don't even like it that much. How can you have so many friends? And you're just a really nice outgoing, empathetic person. And Monica's one of those people that when you talk to her, she's not li- she's not trying to think of what she's going to say next. She's actually listening. So you get me a little teared up. I don't know Aww. why you're making me tear up. Because, but, but, okay, wrap it up, Monica. What else do you want to say? Social media, 30 seconds. What, do you do, what did you want to say? Anything left? Uh, before you go on, make sure you're good with yourself. Figure out who you are before somebody else tells you. Yeah. Because you might not like it. It might if like if you what happens if you decide you want to be something and that's not how it turns out. Just figure out who you are, what you want to do, what your goals are, what your hobbies are without the screen in front of you. Turn it off and go, what do I want to do? What did I love when I was a little kid? Oh, yeah. What did I want to be? Did I want to dance? Did I want to be a cop? Did I want to whatever? But go back to that and what gives you joy and then go on there and don't take it all in. Guard your space. Guard your heart from because nobody can tell you who you are, and if you let them, you're going to find yourself very sad when you're old like me. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will give you one final thought. It's yeah. funny because, uh, again, not saying how old you are, but no matter what age we are, we always think we're old. We always think we're old. Yeah. And it goes back to I had a girlfriend when she was, she turned 25, and she cried. She was crying because she was so old at 25. And she's like, oh, my God, I mean, I'm like a quarter of a century old. That same woman is now about 55, and I think that she would look back at her age then and laugh. Right. So remember, no matter how old you are, it always seems older than it really is because you've always looked up at that age. Well, isn't that true about everything? You always think you're fatter than you are, and you always think you're older than you are. If I could could be as thin as I was when I thought I was fat 10 years ago. Yep, yep. Isn't that, that funny? It's great. It would, I'd be great. I'd be so happy. I had a friend of mine who uh, she ran across a bikini picture of herself at 16 years old. Oh, God. And she's now my age. And she's like, I thought I was fat. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Right. All right, Monica, thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. Monica something, S-U-M-T-H-I-N on Instagram. Yes. Monica Alley, A-L-L-E-Y, E-Y. on Facebook. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Love you, Monica. I love you, too. Okay, thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Take a Shower. 
show up on time and don't steal anything. And remember, there's the book. It is still in Barnes & Noble. Not every one of them, but you can find it there if you look. Uh, or they can order it for you. Or easiest way, just get it on Amazon. Graduation season is coming up. And uh, there's a lot of handy-dandy tips in there for graduates, too, about loaning money, writing thank you cards, feeding the goat. If you don't know what I mean when I say feed the goat, you got to check that chapter out. It's probably my favorite chapter. And I hope you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. This has been the fourth season premiere of Take a Shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything.